Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, watch fam. This is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl. And welcome to episode number three of Love and Watches. We're uh, we're super excited you guys are with us today. This is actually a really big episode for us because we wanted to get three episodes recorded and up on SoundCloud before we push to iTunes. So once I get this episode, you know, do all the, the post editing and stuff, the post processing and post it on SoundCloud, I am then going to submit to iTunes. So we should be up on iTunes, uh, hopefully within a few days of, of getting this recording done. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. Are you? I am. It's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. It has. Yeah. I'm having a good time. We're starting to get, I think we're getting a little bit more comfortable behind the mics. It was a little strange at first recording. It's still a little, it's still a little weird for me, but once we get into a really good discussion, you forget all about that because you get really involved in what you're thinking yeah. about and what you're trying to talk about. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and I'm starting to figure out all this technology stuff on the, <laughs> sitting in front of me. We actually, um, I decided to read the instructions on how to set our levels, believe I'm it or so not. I'm so proud of you. I know you. a guy reading instructions. It's pretty amazing. So we uh, reset our levels. We've got some special filters and stuff on the mic. So I think uh, I think hopefully you guys will start to hear some improvements in the show. We've got a new intro uh, that we recorded for this show that I think we'll probably be using for, uh, you know, going forward for all of our shows. Uh so perpetual girl, I see you kind of did your normal thing and cleaned yourself up and put makeup on so you could get in front of the mic. I do, I, I do think the evening gown is a little overkill for a podcast, though. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> uh, no evening gown, folks. Yeah, no evening gown. So, all right. So we got a great show, exciting show for you guys today. I think uh, let's just jump right into the wrist check so we can get into the meat of the show. So why don't you go for it? Well, actually, you go, you go ahead and you go, want first. Me to go first. Yeah, because okay. I kind of have a plan. Okay. So today I am wearing the Seals Watch Company Model A. This is uh, a relatively new addition to my collection. <clears throat> Excuse me. Actually, I sweet talked um, our head honcho from Red Bar Sacramento out of it. I, I basically borrowed it and then um, did kind of a. I guess it was a friendly kidnapping. I basically told him, uh, you're not going to get the watch back. Tell me how much you want for it. So he was he was up for selling it. He was a good sport. And uh, we're actually going to have him, on, I think, on the show. He'll be one of our first guests. So I'm wearing the Model A. This was the first release from Seals Watch Company, which is actually founded right here on our own backyard, just across uh, Lake Folsom from where we are. And it was founded by a gentleman by the name of Michael Seals. Great guy. I think I've talked about about him a little bit on the show before we met him at uh, at the Red Bar Sacramento get together. Uh, just a great guy. Really cares about his products. Uh, he's. I just did a review on a new one that's going to be coming out soon called the Dark Seal. And Perpetual Girl, you actually did a pre order for the Model C. I did. Which is kind of similar to the Model A. It's a little bit smaller, or it it appears to be a bit smaller. Because of how the lugs look with the wire style lugs. Yeah. And I believe it's a little bit uh, shorter case, correct? Uh, yes, it's going to be a little bit shorter case than this. Um, 
these are it's it's interesting i've read some comments on the forums where people get all get all worked up and bent out of shape that someone is treading on military themes and calling his watches seals and dark seal and all this stuff uh guys i got news for you his last name is seals has nothing to do with the seal special ops team so he's not treading on anything uh his last name is seals i will say his uh his inspiration, a lot of his inspiration comes from military tanks. And if I look at the Model A and even the Model C, you can totally see it, right? Like if you look at the, at the uh, what is it called? Um, the spinning around, you think the turret on a tank. Mm-hmm. This very much looks like the turret on a tank. It's just very, very cool. Beautiful uh, vertical brush finishing on the silver dial. Just, just a really nice, and I think this is the, I want to say this is a STP movement. Uh, with the uh, with the date, so just a really nice three hander, beautiful beautiful watch. We'll uh, we'll obviously put the link to the watch in the show notes. So that's what I'm wearing today. What do you got going? Uh, I am wearing a Bulova, an older Bulova ladies quartz dress watch that you purchased for me back right after we got married, and I think we may have been married. Oh gosh, four or five years. So you must have given this to, to like me. Like mid-2000s. And yeah, and it's uh, it's a very tiny watch, and it says A3 quartz on the back. So I, I couldn't find a model number, but it's very small. It's got a white face. Um, it's got uh, three hands, and it just says Bulova. Uh, it kind of wears like a small bracelet. And... It's very, very feminine, very feminine, watch. very traditional yeah. Bulova ladies watch that kind of reminds me of what they made way back in the day. And I tried to find one online to sort of talk a little bit more about it. And I found something similar that I think someone was selling for about $14. So I believe at the time when you bought it, you may have paid 80 or $90 for it. Mm, maybe if so something like that at Macy's, I think, yeah. I think I found the receipt the other day. Just can't find it now. But, um, that's where I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about today. And I think you and I discussed that we were going to talk a little bit about our coll- our personal collections. Yeah. So this will be kind of the first of, we're going to do several installments of this. So you guys kind of start to get a feel for what PG and I like to collect. And, and we're kind of, we, we like a lot of stuff. We don't really focus in on really one particular style, but uh, we have a diverse collection. We do have a very diverse collection. So you guys are going to kind of get a taste of that today. We're going to each go through a few watches. Mine are kind of all over the place. I know you have kind of a theme mm-hmm. set up that you're going to talk about. So we're going to kind of just, I think we're just going to alternate. So you want to kick it off and sure do your first, uh, your first watch in your collection. Sure. So I have, I was looking through my watches uh, getting ready for today and ended up sort of choosing a couple of Bulovas and I thought, you know, maybe I'll make this a theme because I, I think it's really interesting to look at sort of the evolution of the Bulova, you know, their lines of watches because I have, um, I have a vintage piece that I've posted on my Instagram account that's from the twenties and it's the Miss America. And it's a beautiful little watch, an art deco watch with sapphire sim- simulated sapphires. <laughs> and it's very pretty. And it, um, I got it on eBay and I think I may have paid around $200 for it, but it does have a wind up movement and it has a back on it that you can open up 
and it has a glass crystal. So you, it's sort of an exhibition back underneath the metal back that you, the steel back that you open. And I, I believe these are rolled gold. That um, sounds right to me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, so I apologize now, did for not you knowing. Get the, so you have a really, the original, it looks like acrylic case. Did you get that with the watch? I got the I case separately because okay. this, this right. watch did not come with the case, but I, I'd seen these watches with this box and I found a box by itself and occasionally you can find the acrylic art deco boxes. So I found this by itself and purchased it for like 20 or 25 bucks. It's, it's a super cool box. I it's love beautiful. especially the top. It's I love the, the top of it. The red silk uh, on the inside and I've posted it before. So I, I think it's on my, it is on your Instagram account and I'm actually, I'm still kind of trying to figure out the whole show notes thing. I don't think I can put photos in SoundCloud, but what I can do is upload a bunch of photos to Dropbox and then just give you guys the link so you can actually see. Or we or we can watches. post it to the Love and Watches Instagram account and and yeah, and I can put them on there. the website that's, as that's well. I just don't know how to do it to we iTunes. We can and we SoundCloud. can both do that. So yep. so this watch, I I was thinking about this watch today and looking at my small Bulova that I received as the gift, and looking back. Bolova made, and, and this Miss America is quite small, and they even made much smaller ladies' watches that were all manual wind. So this kind of goes back to one of my bugaboos of why watchmakers don't make automatic or wind-up mechanical movements for women's watches anymore. So our last podcast, we talked about how women, they they you know, plop a quartz movement in a woman's watch when it could really accommodate a, me- a mechanical or automatic movement. And I think it kind of, I, I think it can at times devalue the watch. So looking again at my collection. You want, you want me to go, you want to just uh, do, no, let's, let's go back and forth. We'll go back and forth. Let's okay. go back and forth. Okay. So you're good with that one? We're going to wing it today. We're going to wing it for sure. Okay. So I'll finish up here with my Miss America, my Miss America manual art deco, lovely. And my, Circa 2005 Bolova Ladies Dress Watch Quartz. Your wrist A3, check. A3, that's, and yeah. that was my wrist check. Okay, so, um, and off to you, Ranch Racer, for your... Um, for my first, okay. Your first. So, the first one I'm going to talk about is actually kind of the, it's the first watch that I bought, <clears throat> excuse me, as we were kind of really getting back into the hobby hardcore a few years ago, and... Speaking of Bulova, and I didn't plan this uh, based Ooh. on your uh, your collection there that you're talking about today, but it is a Bulova. Uh, it's the Bulova Precision Men's Precisionist Chronograph Watch. Uh, I'm gonna start off right saying right away, this thing is gigantic. It's 46 and a half millimeters. It's uh, I've got the web page open here for the specs. Almost 18 millimeters thick. It, it's a gargantuan watch i actually don't wear it that frequently but anymore. it's beautiful it is beautiful it, it's, I, um, I love it it's two-tone which is i love two-tone it, yeah i know you love two-tone it's, yellow it's definitely a little on the i'd say it's on the bling side right mm. i mean it's well it's got um exposed a huge screws, bezel some love. gold exposed i think they're fake uh like allen head screws at each corner it's got a five link bracelet with uh the smaller links that kind of straddle the center link they're gold uh the pushers in the crown are gold and then the uh 
the button to switch between chronograph and time telling mode is also gold. And speaking of that, and that's why, like I said, I don't wear this very often anymore. It's uh, just because it's so big, but from a technology standpoint, and by the way, this is a quartz movement. It's got Voliva's high frequency. It used to actually, I think they used to call it the precisionist movement. I think now they call it UHF for ultra high frequency, but it's the uh, 262 kilohertz movement. So it is a perfectly smooth sweep secondhand, and I love that. It's very cool. Um, so where was I going with this? Oh, so it actually times down to the one one thousandth of a second. And so the top, there's a sub dial at 12, and it counts tenths and hundredths, and then the sub dial at six is, is thousandths. And the sub dial at six, it's actually, it doesn't even rotate. It just, when you stop the chronograph, it points to your thousandth of a second measurement. Uh, the sub dial at 12 actually has a silver hand and a red hand for the, hun the tenths and the hundreds. The red hand, I think, is the hundreds, and it rotates so fast you can't even see it. It just, it cranks. But what I really like about this is there's no subsidiary seconds dial for regular time telling. It uses the large chronograph seconds hand for time telling. So it's always, you've always got that beautiful smooth sweep. And then down at, let's see, eight o'clock, there is a gold pusher. You push that and the seconds hand goes from time telling mode. It sweeps all the way around and stops at 12 o'clock. And it's now in chronograph mode and you operate it as you would any normal chronograph. And then when you're done with chronograph mode, you push that pusher again at eight o'clock and the seconds hand starts sweeping and finds the current second, which it's been keeping track of in the background and then continues its sweep in normal time telling mode. So just from a, a, a technological standpoint, it's really cool because I like a central sweep second hand and usually in a chronograph, you don't get that. You have the, a, a sub dial. Uh, for running seconds so so tell me have you used it for anything as far as timing uh, i have actually we were at the at the racetrack with some friends i wasn't racing that weekend but we were up in the tower and i was actually using it to time uh, lap times for our buddy that was out there and uh, i mean a thousandth of a second the human brain and the human finger i mean we just don't work that quickly so it's hard to get an exact time but uh, but yeah, I was using it and, and writing down lap times and, you know, was I, it pretty close? I don't, well, I don't know. I would, well, I'm to trying to think if I checked, you know, I don't know if I checked the transponder time, so I couldn't tell you, I don't remember, Interesting. but, uh, but it was fun nonetheless. I mean, I was using, using my, my chronograph, right? And so, I know you get compliments on that a lot. I, I do. And I don't always know if they're like, Hey, that's a cool watch. Or if it's just so in their face, they have to say something about it, but <laughs> I, I like it. I just, like I said, I don't wear it that frequently anymore because it's just such a monster, but it's probably not something I'll ever sell just because I, I love the technology uh, and I, I really like these, uh, the high frequency. Well, and we did those so. for Christmas a few years ago. A few ago years too. ago, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so that's my, that's my, uh, my first watch. So back to you. What do you got next? Well, I'm going to go with the theme. Yep. And since that was the year we sort of did the first big purchase, which for a lot of people, that's a big purchase for a lot of people. That's not a big purchase, but actually at, should at we that define same, that? Sorry. I, I forgot to mention. Oh, this. let's talk price. It's like, 
So MSRP on the Boulevard website is 950 bucks. We did not pay that. Heck no. And even they have their quote unquote sale price, which is 760. I paid, I know I paid under five for, I think just under five or just over five. Uh, Macy's is a big Boulevard dealer and they always have like big, big sales and coupons at the end of the year. You stack them all up and get a good saving. So I, I think I spent around 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I fell in love with the Boulevard ladies diamond collection it's a quartz stainless steel it's got a blue it's a square square uh watch with a blue dial um really reminds me of the same flavor of their old art deco watches because it uses a lot of the blue and the diamonds and sort of the square shapes and and, it's got the tonneau case and it's got the yeah and it's got that case shape and it's also got in the center of the dial that that guilloche circle, which mm-hmm. can you see that? Let me see. So in the center, it's got that circle. I can barely see it without it's my tiny. loop, but yes, I can but see. all these are. Oh, it's like snailing. It's like a circular, uh-huh. circular and snailing pattern. This, this one's a, a square, but I have another old Art Deco piece that just yeah, like it for parts deal. that has the. I, I love circle. the blue dial on this one, but I'm a guy. And it's Guys beautiful. Yeah. We, we all like blue dials for some reason. They make a white dial also, but I picked yeah. the blue because it matches a lot of what I wear, jeans and such. Um, And this was my purchase at the time. And it's got the curved back, so it's super comfortable. It's got the double deployant, deployment. Deployant, you were right the first time. Uh, Well, I've heard both. It's We'll talk about that in another episode. (laughs) Deployant comes from a French word, and it is definitely deployant. Okay. Um. Back to the watch. I wonder if people can hear the bird in the background. They probably can. She's not a baby anymore. No, she's uh, grown up okay, fast. So back on task here. So this watch, it's very comfortable, very smooth. You could wear it. I could wear this on a watch fast. And I think the MSRP was 525 And right now Macy's is selling it for 315 And I think we paid 260 for it. Yeah, sounds about Something right. Something like that. And, and it's, it's, it's not, lovely. It's, it's not lovely. part of the Curve collection, though. They have an actual Curve collection, and it looks like the same style case, but I don't think they, I don't think it's part of the it's Curve curved, collection. But it's curved. It's it's kind of ergonomic. Yeah. But um, it's very pretty. Very pretty. And it's a quartz, but it's it's larger than other Bolivas that have manual movements in them. So... Again, it, again, it's got some diamonds in it, so I think watchmakers put things on it and put a quartz movement in it to quote save on cost and allow us to have some fancy things. Yeah, they do. I will say for Bolivar though that that's not just for women. I mean, they they went pretty much all quartz for a long time. They did. They do have some, but their costs are good. Now. Their they're, costs are really good. Their, their watches are, are very affordable. You get a yeah. lot. I do think you get a lot for your money. Yep. With Bulova, for sure. Other and, brands, very expensive. High brands, you don't. The I, and I'm not picking on Bulova this time. No, I, I would agree. And the Definitely quality is not. good. They're I mean, they're just the bracelets are nice. The cases are nice. They do a good job. They did come out with a brand new dive watch. It's a vintage recreation, basically, of their their um, their Devil Diver, and they announced it at Basel World. That actually does have. A, uh, a mechanical movement in it and I might be on the mm. waiting list for that one so <laughs> we'll talk about that in yeah. another episode but. they also uh, have a number of ladies automatic movements that they've just started putting out that we purchased for 
your mom yeah last yep. year for christmas yep. and i was so jealous open heart beautiful it heart and it's so got a mother of pearl wheel. dial it's a 34 millimeter 34 uh 34 yeah 34 with the open heart it's got a gorgeous exhibition back um they did a, not, a really nice placement on the dial where you can see jewels and mother, it's easy to read diamonds too. on the indices Very easy to read the time it's a beautiful beautiful watch and i was so impressed and happy to see that they're doing more um oh they make it in blue too oh i didn't know that very pretty she loves it too. She wears it all the and time. And it was She's very affordable. Watches and she wears it all the time. And now, it's so. and it's got a good weight to it. And it's it's yeah. really 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 handsome. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that that's pretty much that for that one. All right. So we're going to step away from the world of Bulova. Well, I for, do. Have, I do have two more. I'm just for this next one. We're going to step okay. away from the world of Bulova for for my next my next watch. So my next watch is. It's from a micro brand. So this was one of my early micro brand pieces uh, from a brand called Detroit Watch Company, uh, Patrick Ayub and his wife. And I, I feel horrible because I can't remember his wife's first name right now, but uh, both have backgrounds in design. Patrick worked in the, the automotive design field for many years uh, before they founded Detroit Watch Company. These, when I first went to their website, I, I, kind of fell in love with the the aesthetic that that uh patrick puts into his watches they're they're not for everyone they're they're pretty busy they're very uh it's amy honey thank you amy patrick and amy uh there's a lot going on in the dial and it's very ornate Uh, i don't know what would you it's like the french style right with the fleur-de-lis they use the fleur-de-lis a lot Uh, apparently detroit up until I read his website. I had no clue, but Detroit was founded by a Frenchman in 1701, I think. So this is actually called the 1701 Power Reserve. Um, and it's just a, a beautiful watch. It's good size. It's 44 millimeter. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how thick it's. I think it's about 13 and a half millimeters thick. And this actually uses a Japanese Miyota 9132 Power Reserve movement. So obviously with these off the shelf movements, you're kind of as a designer, you are limited to the layout of the movement unless you get fancy and start putting, you know, making major changes to the movement yourself. So, uh, but just really pretty blued hands for the seconds hand and the, uh, the power reserve hand at 12. And then, yeah, the, the fleur de lis on the crown, it almost looks ceramic or enamel. Just a beautiful, beautiful, a crown on this guy and it, it's a good beefy size crown all polished 100% polished except for the case back which also has a fleur-de-lis pattern on it uh, it's got the date at three and it, it's just a pretty watch there's quite a bit of writing on the dial it's like it says 1701 at nine o'clock and then it's also got the I think it's got the name of the dude who founded the city and it's a really long name that has like Cadillac and uh, uh, laundromat and all kinds of weird words in it. It's a super long name, but I'm not even try to pronounce it. But I, I dig it. I really like the, the you know Patrick's style and what he's brought to the watchmaking community. Um, and you know, one of the ones I've looked at for a long time. Oh, and this one's actually sold out. I just noticed that, so I'm glad I got it when I did. But uh, one of the ones he makes is the M1 Woodward, which is named after Woodward Avenue in Detroit. 
And uh, that's uses the Valjeev 7750 chronograph movement. Sweet looking chronograph. And he just came out with a new version with a moon face. So mm. I am super excited about that one. I'm hoping to get one in for a review uh, relatively soon here. But anyway, this is just, it's a really cool watch. It's got a nice thick leather band. Oh, his, his bands are amazing. Yeah, very nice bands with a deployment clasp. So just, he just really does. And he has options for, for the clasps. He does. Yeah. There's some different ones. He's got one that's like very stylized, big round kind of skeletonized letter D. Like a show clasp. Yeah. This is, this is more of the kind of the standard one, but it still has a nice imposed uh, D on it. So yeah, that's, that's my second one. Just a really cool watch. I, I dig, uh, I dig Detroit Watch Co. I think uh, Patrick and Amy are just doing a fantastic job and they got a lot of different offerings. So definitely check out their site. We'll put it in the show notes. Back to you. Okay. How are we on time? We're good. What do you think? Mm. I'm trying to make a decision here on which one I should do. I'm going to pick one. I think that one's kind of okay. cool because that's similar to the one you already yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing some secret, secret talking behind your backs here. So my last piece that I'm going to talk about is a watch that I had originally purchased as a gift for Ranch Racer on eBay for his birthday. And it's a vintage Bulova uh, automatic. And I think it's probably, well, it says Mike on the back. I don't know who Mike is, but Mike was <laughs> apparently the original owner of this. But um, So it's got an engraved case back on it. It's got an engraved case back, and it I think it's got some numbers. Um, I'm thinking 70s, late 60s or... Yeah, probably late 60s. Early 70s. And it's 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 got a round crystal. Huge acrylic boxed crystal it's awesome acrylic and the case is square so it's sort of a cushion case mm -hmm. and this was actually my first automatic watch just i for had those not of you guys had any that can't see us right now she's actually spinning, spinning it around it. to hear the rotor it's really um, funny. other than my miss america which was is a mechanical wind and my snoopy manual yeah they're manual but this is this was actually my first one and i i stole it because it was, it's tiny. <laughs> it's very small. I, I think it doesn't work on my seven how, and a half. How inch big wrist. is this? Maybe twenty-five. Uh, no, it's probably a th thirty. Yeah, thirty or thirty-one. It's small. It is small, but it's too small for me. But I love the look of it. the The dial is a champagne color, and the bezel is silver. And I've got a nice brown um, Barton, uh, sort of a sable colored leather strap yeah and yeah, it, it's, it's nice beautiful and i throw white some stitching mm -hmm, i throw pretty. some leather bracelets on there with it and wear it and i get a lot of compliments so you really, do you actually wear that quite a I, bit i like it and it, it actually keeps really good time it had to be serviced it was supposed to be working when i purchased it but it didn't so we took it to our local guy and he got it working and it's it's a really neat piece have you ever checked it I don't know what kind of I time did. It keeps... didn't lose very much time. Just so a it lost couple just seconds. A few seconds. Yeah. That's not bad. Like maybe three yeah, that's not bad. in a day. So, so again, another Bulova. It's a cool watch. Yeah, you're, you definitely have the Bulova theme going on today. I should probably try to wear it again. It's just so small on my it, wrist. It, it, you know, small. and your, your wrist is so large, it really does look kind of funny. The only, the only thing you could do is you could get one of those really large leather cuffs that are like three inches wide thick and then oh, you sort of fasten this yeah. to the top of it 
but that might be a little funky. Yeah, it would be a little bit odd. I, and but. I totally am blanking on those. I was just looking at them yesterday. Yeah. And I'm blanking on the name, but because I, I know uh, Michael Seals had his. I saw that. The Model C on one, yeah. and it was pretty cool looking. Yeah. So. But, uh, but then you would be wearing it, and I wouldn't get it. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and I, I like it a lot. <laughs> and, and actually, the lugs on this are really cool. And the lugs have a, a little bit of a treatment where they almost have some Art Deco angles to them. So that's why I'm sort of not sure what the era is. So I need to pull the numbers off the back and maybe do some do some we, more research yeah, on that. Yeah, we should check, out, check that out and do a little research and try to put that in the show notes for everyone. And we'll definitely get a photo up of it somewhere. It's, it's a very cool-looking piece. And one of our few vintage pieces i think i don't you're the only one that's got vintage i've got some vintage, my old timex right. and it does look like there was some loom in here so it's probably the first time loom has been used so let me see, see the hands have some loom so that's it, more for us does, to go on but so I, I it's probably not very probably i need to get my loop and look at it but if there's a t on the bottom of the dial then uh, that's a little radioactive action going on so that's pretty cool it's a neat, All right. neat old watch. I dig it. So that's what I have for today. All right. So you can that see that we one, do, right? yeah, we do have a variety of quartzes and automatics. So we don't discriminate and nope, we don't. there really is a place for everything. And I, I love, I love both my automatics, my wind, all my windups and the quartzes. And I love being able to not have to worry about setting my quartzes and they're always going to be you know, ready, pull them right mm. out of the drawer, put them on your, you know, pretty much grab them and go. Yep. Yep. All right. So moving on to our last watch of the day, my third watch, and it is the Omega Speedmaster. And it's, it's actually the Speedmaster Professional. I, can I tell the story? I'm going to tell the story of, of how these, how I got this watch and it's kind of, kind of funny, but you guys need to hear this. I, I have traditionally not been that into the Speedmaster, right? I mean, I've tried some on in the boutiques. They were all the larger ones with the coaxial movements, very big. I mean, beautiful pieces, but larger than I wanted to go if I was going to spend that kind of money. And uh, so I, just, I was just never into it. But here's where it gets funny. When you're up at 2 a.m., with your significant other because neither of you guys can sleep and you're and you've been sleeping for five hours yeah we fell asleep early so we're both up at like 2 a.m watching movies watching space balls to be precise (laughs) and uh when your wife says hey honey why don't we buy each other speedmasters for our anniversary um i'm going to give you guys a multiple choice question you say a no i'm not really into it or B, let me think about it and we'll do a little research. Uh, Or C, you immediately grab your iPad and place the order right there. (laughs) Uh, If you didn't answer C, then you've got some issues uh, because that's exactly what I did. Uh, I picked up the iPad and we started shopping and we got each each other Speedmasters for our anniversary. And, you know, I, I went... In terms of my knowledge of Speedmasters, it's not great, but I did know that the Speedmaster Professional in the 42 with the manual wind movement was kind of the Speedmaster. So that's what I ordered, and I was fully expecting a big, thick, heavy watch, and I was totally surprised when I got it. Uh, number one, the 
the um, packaging was incredible. I mean, the box that this thing comes in, so you've got the watch that comes on the, the bracelet, which I'll talk about in a second. And then you've got, it comes with a little loop that says Omega Speedmaster on it in red letters, really cool. Uh, and then it comes with, I think it came with a strap changing tool, a nylon, black nylon NATO. And for those days when you're wearing your spacesuit, the super long Velcro NATO that they actually wore uh, up in space. So it just amazing presentation, number one. But I was just so, so surprised at how thin and just amazingly comfortable the watch was. Uh, now, this is actually the, I don't, let's see, what's the, I'm not going to read the whole freaking number here because as opposed to Rolex, which has these nice like five digit numbers, uh, Omega has like these 53 digit numbers, but it's the last three is 006. And in the Omega fanboy community, it's referred to as the Sapphire Sandwich. Now, what I will say is that if you're like a super hardcore Omega Speedmaster guy, you may not, this may not be your choice because the kind of the original one that they sell still has the acrylic crystal and it's got the 1861 movement. This one has beautiful sapphire crystal front and back. So in the fan community, it's known as the Sapphire Sandwich, which I found out. Is it, the, the, only, is it the only Speedmaster with a sapphire exhibition back? No, there's others, but I think most of the others have the coaxial movements. So this is as close as you can get to the, you know, kind of the original Omega Speedmaster, but still have Sapphire front and back. Uh, it's base. It's the movement is called the 1863, but it's basically the 1861 dressed up to look nice through the Sapphire case back. So, but it's, it's but it's manual wind and not automatic. Yeah, it, it's the exact same movement. It's just got some finish work on it, some detail work to make it look nice. So the, it's not the first movement that went to the moon. I think that was the 321, but then they soon after changed to the 1861, which is still the movement that they use today with slight improvements. So this is the 1863, which is just the 1861 with some fancy, fancy stuff on it. So uh, it's the bracelet. It's the only letdown for me in this watch. And it's not that it's not a nice bracelet, but they don't put enough adjustability into it. So I have a seven and a half inch wrist. I started doing some research because I couldn't, it's either too tight or too loose. It only has two micro adjustment holes, which for me, when I'm spinning this kind of dough on a watch, that is just crazy stupid. They need to have more adjustability. So I started doing some research. Pretty much everyone that has my wrist size has the exact same problem. So supposedly there is kind of a mod that you can do. You can buy the, I think it's like the uh, instant adjust clasp that you can mm. get on some of the other Speedmasters and Seamasters. And then you buy a couple of different links that connect the clasp into the bracelet. So I'm looking into that because I like the look of the bracelet, but I just can't wear it. It's too tight or too loose. So I've tried on a bunch of different NATOs. I had a two-piece Toxic NATO kind of bond. Super cool. I love that one. That one's really cool. Terry makes amazing, amazing NATOs at Toxic NATO. you Natos. can see the movement on the back with exactly. that. Exactly. So it's a two-piece. So it attaches more like a traditional leather 
strap would attach so you can still see the case back. Um, I've, what I've got on it now is an Erica's Originals. And I have to, these are the first, this is the first Erica, Erica's Originals I've ever had. And it is unbelievably comfortable. It's an incredibly comfortable, it's kind of a stretchy elastic. Mm-hmm. I guess they used it in parachutes. They years feel ago. like you're not wearing any watch at all. They are amazing. Really I mean, just, and I love the, the clasp system. It's just a really, really amazing, uh, amazing watch band. And it, this is the black ops. So it's all black. And then the really cool thing is this is the loomed edition. So there's a, a very slim center line. That's, it's not white. It's kind of like a really light gray, but this sucker lights up at night when you, when you charge it. So not only do you have great loom on the Speedmaster, which kind of replaced my my Seiko SRP779 as my nighttime watch because it's got great loom that lasts all night. But the band actually lights up for a, <laughs> a couple hours. So just a, a super, super cool watch. I, so I went from not being a fan of Speedmasters to this being like one of my all-time favorites in my collection. Just just an amazing watch. And, wear and all the you're, time. you don't have a problem with having to wind it at all. That doesn't... No, I like it. It's fun. So I've got... I've got, we have several watches on winders, but on my dresser in the bedroom, I've got this watch and some other watches that I actually just in the morning, it's just kind of my ritual. Now I get up, I wind it. This one takes about 17 turns to wind it in the morning and, uh, and then I'm off to the races. So yeah, actually, I kind of dig it. It's fun. I'd actually like to get some more mechanical movement type watches. So anyway, just a super cool watch. It was a great, fun surprise when when you said, hey, let's get some Speedmasters. So uh, we couldn't really afford it, but we figured out how to do it. And <laughs> just just really fun watch. So so that's my third watch and our final watch in our What's in the Collection mm-hmm. Volume 1. So that's it. I think we covered some good stuff yeah, today. What do you think? I think so. Should we sign off? We're a little bit over time. Not too we? bad. Not too bad. This ended up being a little bit longer episode. Like we said in the beginning, they're going to fluctuate, right? They mm-hmm. might be 25 minutes. They might be 35 or 40 minutes. So it looks like we got close to 40 on this one. But I think we covered some good stuff. Um, we've got some exciting things coming up soon. We're going to be going to wind up in a couple weeks out in San Francisco. And then we're heading to Vegas for Couture Time first weekend in June. So super looking forward to that. I've already got some appointments with some brands. So... Uh, we'll be able to talk to you guys about that in some future episodes. So, And it'll be interesting to see what they have for the ladies. For sure, yeah. And you'll be going to those appointments with me. We're both registered as press, so very exciting. Kind of our first time going to uh, watch shows registered as, as official press. So that's going to be super exciting. And hopefully we'll have all kinds of good news and picks and all kinds of fun stuff for you guys from both of those shows. So uh, I think that's it. And I think we are going to say goodbye for this episode. So, uh, everyone, thanks for joining us. I am Ranch Racer. And I'm Perpetual Girl. Thank you. Have a great one, everyone. Bye.